0: Good morning, Lakeview Church. You guys are doing pretty good on a rainy day. Uh, Good to be sharing with you again this morning. This is the fourth and final week in our Blessed Life series. All month long, we've been really kind of digging into the idea that God is the creator and owner of everything that is. And we've been learning to recognize ourselves as stewards and managers of everything that we are and all that we have. And so each week in this series, we've been asking a different question. Uh, we asked a couple of weeks ago how much time is left, and we talked about the fact that in a, sport, uh, a sporting game, you know, whatever game you're playing, I prefer hockey, right? But when, the, when time is running out, intentionality and urgency increases, and we ask God in that message to help us number our days. So that we can make the most of every opportunity that is in front of us. And you'll remember, we talked about the fact that it's our job to really engage in better care of ourselves to uh, practice spiritual formation, to participate in Christian community, and to invest in missional relationships. And you remember we launched the Plus One initiative on that Sunday, just a couple of Sundays back, where we asked everybody to identify people in your life who currently don't know who God is, to pray for those people on a regular basis, and then to invest in them relationally, and look for opportunities to invite them to church. And so today, as you head out, you're you're going to have uh, some cards that will be given to you, available for you to take, that you can use to invite people to church in the upcoming weeks as we move towards Christmas. It's kind of hard to believe that Christmas is just right around the corner, but it's coming at us, and you'll have an opportunity during the month of uh, December to invite people into our Advent series, where we're going to present the gospel really, really clearly, and we're going to give people an opportunity to respond to who Jesus is. Last week, we asked the question, where's your heart? And we remembered the words of Jesus who said, wherever your treasure is there, your heart will be also. So if you want to know where your heart is, just look to see where you've invested your treasure because that's exactly the place where your heart is. We looked at 2 Corinthians chapter 9 where we discovered that our God is a generous God. Right? Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. And we said that it's our job to learn how to manage our financial and physical resources really, really well so that we can become more and more generous as life progresses. This morning, I want to ask one more question as we wrap up this series, and it's this question, what's in your hand? What's in your hand? Over the last several weeks, uh, I've been just reading that John 6 passage that was read for you just a moment ago on the screen, and in that John 6 passage, there are two or three realities that I have just been captivated by in recent weeks. The first need that I, or the first thing that I see from John chapter 6 is that the size of the need is overwhelming. I love the way Jesus sets up his disciples in John chapter 6. He knows what he's going to do. He already knows how the story's going to play out. And so he says to his disciples, how in the world are we going to feed all of these people? Right? And the disciples look around and they realize there are so many people in this gathering that there's no way we would ever have enough resources to go and feed these people. The size of the need was overwhelming for them. The second thing that I see is that the resources seem meager and insufficient to meet that need. Right? The disciples say it would take 200 denarii, and even if we had that kind of money and went out and used it to resource people for uh, this feeding, we would only have enough money to buy food so that everybody could just have a little bit. There was a big, big need and a hungry, hungry crowd and the resources available to feed the crowd seemed meager and insufficient. But as you keep reading the story, there's a third thing that I think we see in this passage and it's the thing that really has captivated me from John chapter 6 and it's this, that when you take the little bit that is in your hand and you give it to the Lord, the not enough becomes more than enough. The disciples had said to Jesus, hey, there's a little boy here. He's got five loaves and two fish, but what are they for a crowd of this size? But nevertheless, they take this little boy's bag lunch, they give it to Jesus. And in the Lord's hands, he takes the little bit that's not nearly enough, not even close to enough. He blesses it and he starts to distribute it. And there's enough, not just to feed the people who are there, there's more than enough. Because after everyone has eaten and had their fill, not just a little bit, they've had their fill, they go around and collect the leftovers and there's 12 baskets of leftovers. When you take the little bit, the thing that seems insuff- insufficient, the thing that seems like it's not enough, and you give it to the Lord, all of a sudden with his blessing and his work, that little bit that's not near enough to meet all of the needs becomes more than enough to meet every need that is present. It's this beautiful thing that Jesus does, which makes me think about us in the church. Because we look around at our world, we look around at our community, our city, and we see lots and lots of needs, right? There are needs everywhere. And when we really start digging in and looking at all of the specifics of the needs, we see a need that seems overwhelming. And we look at what's in our hands, the, the stuff that God's given us, the talents, the skills, the passions, the gifts. And we look at it and we realize what we have as individual people, it's not enough to meet the overwhelming needs that are all around us. And yet, when we take the little bit that's in our hand, like the little boy with the bag lunch, and we give that to the Lord, and we say, we know this doesn't seem like enough. We, we know that it looks like you can't meet the need with this little bit that's in my hand. I'm going to go ahead and give it to you anyway, Lord. The Lord takes it, he blesses it, and he starts to distribute it, and he starts to meet needs with it. And then I started thinking about the fact that if everybody was like the little boy and we all brought our bag lunch and we all gave that to Jesus, if Jesus can feed thousands with one bag lunch, what can Jesus do with lots of bag lunches? How many needs can God meet when God's people, every single one of them, bring what He's already given to them, what He's already put in their hands? If we just bring that back to the Lord and offer it to Him, what can God do with all of us bringing what's in our hand and giving it back to the Lord? You see, each and every one of us have been given talents and gifts and passions, and and spiritual uh, skills that God has blessed us with. Those are all things that we possess, but we don't own. They're in our hands, but they don't belong to us. They actually belong to the Lord. Now we can take all of those things and hoard them for ourselves, or. We can be like the little boy in John 6 and give our lunch to the Lord and say this little bit that's in my hand, even though I know it can't meet all the needs, I'm going to give it to the Lord and let what seems like not enough become more than enough. In the New Testament, we read passages like 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12 and we read Ephesians chapter 4, just a few of the passages in the New Testament that refer to the fact that we are the body of Christ and each and every one of us are members of that one body. And all of those passages talk about the fact that we've each been given gifts which are for the good of the body and the good of the world. Gifts that didn't come from us, they came from God. But we bring them back to the body, back to the Lord, and we say, here God, what you've given to us, we now give back to you. Use it to build your church and expand your kingdom in the world. And if everybody does that, the church grows up into maturity, and the gospel of Jesus Christ goes out, and the kingdom of God expands. This is the beauty of this thing called the church the body of Christ and you're a part of the body and you've got something in your hand that God gave you so that you can contribute it to the work that God wants to do that's why in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10 Peter says as each has received a gift use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. All month long, we've been talking about good stewardship. What does it mean to manage the things that God has given to us well? To be good stewards for him. We've talked about it with our time. We've talked about it with our money and our physical resources. And this morning, I want you to think about the talents, the gifts, the abilities, the strengths, the passions that God has put in your heart. Whether you're here in this room or whether you're joining us online today, I want you to know God's given you something. It's in your hand. And you can take that now and give it back to the Lord. Let him bless it and start to distribute it. And if we all do that, I believe we can see God do great things in and through this church. Amen? Now, there are three applications that I want to just share with you very quickly, and we're going to walk through these very quickly. we got lots of other stuff to do this morning. Some of you are like, we are going to be out of here so early. No, no. No, no. we got lots of stuff to do today. But i got three applications for you. First, join the dream team. Join the dream team. We've made an important decision here at Lakeview Church that as we turn the corner into a brand new year, January of 2021, we are no longer going to have volunteers at Lakeview Church. You heard me right. Beginning in the new year, no more volunteers at Lakeview Church. You see, we've been in this process as a church of discovering God's new dream and vision for the future of our church. And just yesterday, our vision team spent about 90 minutes on a Saturday morning talking together about what that vision for the future looks like. And God is shaping some really, really cool things for the future of our church. I am more excited. I've been really excited, but I am more excited about the future of our church than I think I have ever been. God's got some great things in store for us. And here's what we realize as we move into the future to pursue that vision and that dream that God has put on our hearts. We can't just have people who kind of have had their arms twisted to serve in certain capacities just so we can make sure we got all the spots filled. We're done with that at Lakeview. Because we actually believe this vision and dream that God has in front of us is so big and so wonderful and so important for our community that we are actually looking for a team of dedicated people who will come together, not just to fill a spot, but to actually join a team, the dream team, to see this dream that God's putting in our hearts become a reality. Now, you might think that this is just semantics. We're just changing the name of volunteering here at our church. I can tell you nothing is farther from the truth. We've actually been spending the last few months designing an entire new system to recruit, train, and deploy the dream team across the ministries of our church and ministries out into the community. We've designed a whole new system to do that. We've invited key leaders to come in and speak about that, to give feedback to that. And we are ready in January to launch this whole new system. And so what we're inviting you to do, even if you're currently a volunteer, that is so 2020. (laughs) We are done with that around here. We're moving into 2021. We are inviting everyone who's been a volunteer in 2020 to actually sign up to join the dream Team. Now that's completely your decision. We're not going to hunt you down because we're looking for people who say that dream, that that vision that God's calling us to is so inspiring and so important for our community that I want to take what's in my hand and I want to invest it in where God's taking us. So January 31st is our very first Dream Team training, and you're going to hear more about that over the upcoming weeks. You'll have opportunities to sign up. But I want you today, even before sign-ups are available, to commit in your heart to be a member of the Dream Team because we're going to need everybody who's got something in their hand to contribute that to the work God is calling us to do in the future. Second application. I want you to make a covenant to belong and to become. This morning, we're going to participate in two rituals. We're going to take in new members and we're going to baptize believers. Both of these rituals are rituals that really are acts of initiation into the church. Baptism, of course, is the ritual that initiates people into the church, universal. It says that you are a follower of Jesus Christ. And membership is the rite of initiation that says you are a member of this local congregation. Both of these rituals are important, but I want to speak to you just for a minute about membership. Membership really is a spiritual covenant to say I belong in this local body of believers and I am committed to be a part of this community to become everything that God wants me to be. When you become a member, it's more than just signing up to vote in an annual meeting, though some people think that that's what it is. It's way more than that. It's a spiritual commitment to say, I am bringing myself under the leadership and authority of this whole body of believers so that I can be shaped and formed to become everything that God wants me to be. You cannot reach your potential outside of a body of believers. You actually need God to be your father and you need the church to be your mother, And membership is one of those places where you say, I'm coming under the authority of this body of people and I'm becoming a member. And we've got people today who are becoming members. And not only are they saying they're coming underneath the authority of this body to help shape and form them, but they're committing to contribute to see this body become everything God wants it to be. That's what membership is a commitment to belong to a body of believers and to become everything that God wants you to be personally and everything we're supposed to be as a body together. So this morning, in just a couple of minutes, when the members stand down here, brand new members, those of you who are already members, when they're going through the ritual of becoming members, I want you to remember your membership commitment. And I want you to reaffirm. That's why we do public rituals, by the way. Right when, when you go to a wedding, it's not just to celebrate with the couple that's on the stage. If you're already married, you're sitting there in the, in the service remembering your own commitment to your spouse. And you're reaffirming that. That's why we do public rituals. And so when we take in new members, if you're already a member, just reaffirm your membership commitments to say, I still believe those things, and I'm still committed to this body. I'm still ready to let them shape and form me, and I'm still ready to contribute what God has put in my hands for the kingdom of God here at Lakeview Church. I want you to make a covenant to to become and belong. So if if you're already a member, just reaffirm that. But if you're not a member, we've got more Membership Sundays coming. So the next time membership class is offered, sign up. Figure out what it's all about. Get in there and learn what it means to be a member and then make that commitment. I want to encourage you to do that because God's forming a church that's going to do great things in the future and I want you to belong and become here at Lakeview Church. Third application, I'm going to go fast. I want you to publicly profess your faith in Jesus. That's what baptism is. This is a sacrament that Jesus himself instituted and commissioned in Matthew 28. Go into all the world and make disciples. And how would we do that? We would do that first by baptizing people. This morning when we baptize people, we are doing what Jesus commanded us to do. That's why we do it. The church down through the centuries has practiced this sacrament. The scriptures talk about baptism all through the New Testament. Repent, believe, and be baptized, and you will be forgiven of your sins. Right? Baptism is one of the things the church has practiced down through the centuries, and we practice it again today. When people are baptized, they go down into the water, and they're buried with Christ. That, that signifies the fact that they are dying to their old way of life And when they come up out of the water, it signifies that they have been raised to brand new life in Jesus Christ. And when those people who get in that water up there in just a little bit, when they get in that water and they come up out of that water this morning, you better cheer because you're watching people get raised to new life in Jesus. That's why we do what we do as a church. That's why we do what we do as a church, because we want to see people, men, women, and children, and teenagers, and college students, the rich, the poor, the disenfranchised, the people who are in the in crowd, the people who are way on the outskirts. We want everybody to find new life in Jesus, because the last time I read the scriptures, that is the only hope for our world, so we're gonna baptize people today and when we do, you better celebrate because it is a wonderful, wonderful occasion when that happens. Now, some of you have already been baptized. Many of you have. And when, when people are baptized, you ought to remember your own baptism. Just remember that you were buried with Christ. You've been raised to new life. Your sins are forgiven. You've been made brand new because of Jesus. And when when that happens this morning, celebrate. Celebrate with them, but give praise to God for his work of grace in your life. Some of you are here and you haven't been baptized, and I want to challenge you the next time we offer baptism, which again, it's going to come. The upcoming weeks and months, it's going to happen. I want you to just make a commitment today to say the next opportunity, I'm going to publicly profess my faith in Jesus Christ. What's in your hand today? What's God given you? I want to encourage you to invest it back in his church. Be baptized to publicly profess your faith. Become a member so that you belong and you're committed to becoming everything God wants you to be and helping us become everything God wants us to be. Join the dream team and invest what God has put in your hands in seeing the dream that God's shaping in our hearts become a reality in the future. Let me pray for us before we move into these rituals. God, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are a good, good God. Or we are here today because of your grace, because of your mercy, because of your love. We thank you. And God, you've put in each and every one of our hands something to contribute. It might seem really small, might seem really insufficient to meet the need, and yet, God, we are reminded that when we take whatever it is you've given to us and we give it back to you, it becomes more than enough. God, I pray that you would take this body. I pray that you would help us to give back to you everything that you have given to us. And God, as we do, bless it, break it, distribute it, let needs be met, let the gospel be proclaimed, let lives be changed, and let the kingdom of God come here just like it is in heaven. For all that you do, God, will give you the thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.